Which the yeah the the um the crow. The butler crow. Yeah, he always makes an appearance. Yeah, so he shows up in the mirror, and what was really funny is I got an achievement, which is like you know what to do. Take the Rusty Lake Hotel because when I saw the crow, it was like all right, time to kill some Oh, say that last sentence again. Somebody was proving their masculinity with their muffler I hate it off. when they prove their masculinity because they're so strong and so <laughs> virile. And it reminds me of just how my car is electric and it can never make that sound. Yeah, I know. Warning. The following podcast is intended for immature dads only. Listener discretion is advised. This is Dad's Game Review, the most casual hardcore gamers around. Reviews and news from every platform. We waste our time so you don't have to. What's up, kids? Welcome to another level of Dad's Game Review. John, we are at level 59. What do you think about that? I remember when we were, I was in high school, I had Mr. Serignano for uh, AP Psychology, and all the time he'd be like, I'm 59 years old. 59. I'm six years, six years away from retirement. 59 years old. <laughs> he reminds me of somebody from a cartoon I can't think of that doesn't care about his kids. Oh, my God. Is it South Park? No, it's not South Park. It's more There's detailed. a lot of cartoon dads that don't care about his kids. That's a big <laughs> list. <laughs> I um, I forgot uh, how it's gonna bug me. I, I remember it was like he has like a uh, his sh- shirt, the front of his shirt, half of it's untucked, and he's like overweight. Grr. Anyway, welcome to Dad's Game Review, welcome everybody. To Dad's Game Review, <laughs> where we uh, try to use our collective memories <laughs> and pulse scattered memory. In his po- in his pre Alzheimer's uh, state. <laughs> Seriously, there's gonna be like a really sad like HBO documentary in thirty years, and it's like, <laughs> and when you listen to episode fifty nine, you can start to see the deterioration. <laughs> starting to slip. He's starting to slip. <laughs> oh man! Well, what did we play last week, John? We played. We played Rusty Lake, really? and we played the past within. <laughs> now, Paul, before we get started. Yeah. I need to clear the air. I made a faux pas last week. Okay. Because I keep calling the series Cozy Grove. Cozy Grove. Which is a different game. Is it? I was yes, Cozy Grove is a game it my sounds like played. a bed and breakfast in Connecticut. You know, it's like, <laughs> welcome to Cozy Grove. And then, like, your dad would be like, ah, I don't understand why we're paying $400 a night. It's just, what, it's continental breakfast, that's it? You kidding <laughs> me? Donuts is not a continental breakfast. So, you know how many pancakes, any sausage, nothing? <laughs> I don't know, I don't know, I'm never going back to Cozy Grove. Nah, that's it, you so, lost my business. So Cozy Grove is another game, and that's go- it's got ghosts in it. Wow. It's got the same, like, syllables as Rusty Lake. And I kept saying, we're going back to Cozy Grove. And it's like, no, John, it's Rusty Lake. <laughs> so everybody, I apologize. I'm going to I'm gonna make an apology note in Notepad. I'll post it on Twitter. I'll do it the right way. I'm sorry. They <laughs> probably could do a app. I mean, they could probably do a whole game or at least a level of a game explaining where, the origin of Rusty Lake. <laughs> probably. You know, probably. like why is it called that? Where did they come from? Well, what, what it invokes... Why are they so morbid? <laughs> well, what, what would make the lake rusty if there, it, unless there was things that were discarded 
beneath the lake. Oh. Things that are rusting. Things yeah. that have been forgotten. Mysteries. Like Dad's Buick. Like Dad's Buick. <laughs> Dad's Buick's game review. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we rust your car so you don't have to. Yes. <laughs> You know, it was that it was funny when I first found out that they, um, the subway cars in New York City, they throw the unused subway cars into the Hudson River. Did you know oh, this? I, I didn't know they use them as barrier reefs. Yeah, they right? use them as barrier reefs so that and they and everybody was up in arms. Everybody was like, bah, 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 bah. obviously they're stripped of any type of contaminant, but. Everybody's up in arms, and now it's ten years later, and they're like, "Oh, well, that, that worked out pretty good." Yeah, <laughs> that's how it goes, you know. <laughs> there was apparently big controversy when people started putting the disabled access ramps on the sidewalks. Really? Because my sister was telling me about it. Because my dad was complaining, it's like, "Ah, oh, now the village is going to come in here. They're going to they're going to get all this machinery to put the disabled access ramps. No one's using it. Do you see anybody with a wheelchair? No one's even using it. It's just it's just government overreach as usual." And then what happens? Everybody's pushing their strollers up the ramp. Everyone's riding their bicycles up and down the ramp, and everybody's right. using it, and it's great. <laughs> it's just controversial for the moment, and then it gets better. We showed them. <laughs> But we did go back to Rusty Lake, Paul. Yes, and we did. This one is a little bit of a twist on the Rusty Lake formula. Yes. So basically, that? Rusty Lake: The Past Within is a, a new co-op experience from Rusty Lake. Play together with someone you deem worthy. That's the part that I find so funny on their website. Yes. <laughs> Which means don't go find a homeless guy in the in Skid Row. Um, <laughs> play together with someone you deem worthy. One stays in the past, and one goes into the future. And you observe and communicate what you see around you, solve puzzles, and uh, uncover Albert Van Der Boom's plan. Now, Rusty Lake has always been a... F I've always been a fan of Rusty Lake. It's always been a great uh, game to me. This, however, um, is no exception. I, I love everything that they come out with. I just love... I fell in love with them since the Cube series. Yep. So basically, I, you know, basically just like it says, you'd both download the game and, sorry, cars. Uh, <laughs> did you hear that or is it just me? I heard that. Okay, I heard good. that. Uh, I am outside, folks. I've been banished by the missus. Um, so basically, it starts off with, hey, John, we should play this game together. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And you go, great, what's it about? And then each of you pick sides. I chose the past. John chose the future. Yep. And you basically have to communicate, uh, whether it text or over the phone, but you can't show each other each other's screen. And I'm going to mention that in the bad part a little bit. Not that you should be watching each other's screen the entire time, but that you... I, there's just certain things in it that I couldn't explain that I had to show you, right? Uh, yeah, I, so, yeah, there's certain things visually that are very challenging to explain, and when we played through it, it was also a matter of kind of figuring it out and parsing what pieces of detail is important. Right. Because, like, you would read, like, the thing, there's a, there's a bit where you have to circle certain objects that are mentioned in the diary. 
And it's like, when I wake from my slumber, I would be wearing a mask from my coffin. And, <laughs> and, and so I'm trying to figure it out. I'm thinking, okay, well, there's a picture of a mask here, maybe a coffin, I don't know. And then you're like, oh, yeah, some, some of the words are underlined. Do you think that's important? <laughs> In my defense. <laughs> I don't have a defense. I was just no. Well, that's the part of the thing. It's a, it's a game of communication. So it also kind of brings to mind how subjective the entire game review process is because your enjoyment of this game is highly dependent on your play partner. Oh, yeah. That too. I mean, I tried to get my daughters to play. Uh, you know, I tried to... Let me rephrase that. I tried to get my 12 and 13-year-old daughter to look up from TikTok for five seconds to show them this game. Yeah. And they were like, no, meh, <laughs> unentertaining. Which is sad to me in a way because my two older kids loved video games growing up. Yeah. So I guess I got to ride with that one, right? It's it's all variable. So my eight-year-old, I played past within with her after we did our run. So I right. I played, she had she played the future and I played the past. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. And um, But my other one, she doesn't really... She's more of a let's play kind of girl. She likes watching videos of people playing games, but she That's doesn't so really play herself. Remember we used to watch kids like from behind, but we didn't know why? We used to just stand. Well, it's because I had no quarters. Yeah, well, that too. But And I'd be like, hey, if you need help, just let me know. <laughs> I oh, thanks. I do need help. Here, have, like, have my quarters yeah. and join me, my friend. <laughs> that was the dream. Right, but it never panned out. Never panned um, out. Usually ended up in me getting beat up before my quarters. <laughs> That'd be so bad, because it's like, oh man, I lost a light beating you up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> now I gotta start all over. I gotta wipe all this blood off, off the game console. I have to either wait for the game to come out, or start over with Mr. Do Circus. Nobody plays Mr. Do Circus. <laughs> Mr. Do Circus? Is that a sequel to the original yeah. Mr. Oh, oh, wow. yeah. Mr. Do, man, he he uh, he's kind of like the Gallagher of video game uh, mascots. Like you thought he was gonna, you thought he was gonna go somewhere, but really just a footnote at the end of the day, history. <laughs> the Gallagher. Mr. Do will be the villain of the next Wreck and Ralph movie because he's yeah. like, I, I was going to, I had already two sequels lined up, and Mario had other plans. <laughs> It was so, Mr. Dew was like a combination of uh, Dig Dug and Pac-Man. Yeah, it was cool. And Boulder Dash. I, I, I like all Mr. wrapped Dew. into one. <laughs> we should do Mr. Dew at some point. I don't know. You Bring don't our audience countdown to zero. You don't want to... I don't know. Those games, like we said in the time we played the arcade versions of those games, those games last like five minutes. There's they no, do. There's no real depth. Like, oh, I right. spelled the word. How yeah. far did you get, John? After yeah. I spelled the word bonus, we, we see a glimpse of Mr. Dew's father, and yeah. he, he has to have the flashback again of the accident. Right. And he realizes that it wasn't his fault. This is the actual prequel to November Rain, or no, yeah. December Rain, or whatever that thing is called. That's a Guns N' Roses song, November Rain. What was yeah. the other one? There, there isn't, isn't there a Harry, Chaper, Harry Chapin song about November as well? Like, November Rain! I don't know. <laughs> there is. There's a Harry Chapin song. See, this is the difference between you and me, Paul. Is it like, November Rain a Guns N' Roses song? It is a Guns N' Roses okay, song. Right, it's a Harry sure. Chapin song called November Rain. But because I'm such a dork, <laughs> I, 
associate it with Harry Chapin. Instead you know, of Guts what it is is I'm the youngest of six, and all my siblings are way older than me. So I was stuck in the 70s, late 60s with these songs. And, and then when I came of age, and people were like, who the hell's Harry Chapin? You know? <laughs> you yeah. like Looking Glass? Uh, who is that? The so sailor said, Brandy, you're a fine girl. <laughs> That's actually kind of cool. I mean, it, you know. You will be. Um, okay, let's get back to the past within. Sorry, I'm, I'm just, I, speaking of the past within, I mean, <laughs> good, that, that, that's like an alien world that, that you're describing. like an, an anagram or whatever. So, if you're a first-time listener to Dad's Game Review, a long, long time back, Paul introduced me to the Rusty Lake series. Uh, he made me play Cube Escape. He made me play The White Door, which was fantastic. And the Rusty Lake games in general are point-and-click adventure games. You can play them on your phone. You can play them on your PC, whatever. And they have a deep psychological kind of horrific, disturbing, chilling element to them. Rusty Lake Hotel was another one we played where you're basically a murderer and you're you, killing children. Yeah, you, to say that these games are strange is giving the word strange a bad complex. I mean, these games are, <clears throat> are by far... The strangest game you will ever play. I mean, and not only are they strange, they're strange. It's not strange like, ah, that game is, like, weird. It's, like, weird in a way that it's, like, psychologically, like, something's going on in this family weird. Like, yeah. that, that you need to uncover. And it was interesting to watch um, Rusty Lake, the, the studio, like, grow in that way. Because they started with the cube, and the cube had... Um, you know, the cube was the cube, and it, and it, it developed from there, and, and from there it went to, like, the hotel. Uh, it The hotel, what, but the, the same theme happens throughout every single game, and that's the penguin in the tuxedo suit. Yeah, yeah. So, obviously, this was a dream at one point. Maybe? I'm not saying, I shouldn't say obviously. I would love to have them explain, like, just the psyche behind all of this. Yeah. <laughs> There is sort of a but then, kind of a, a but then again, I'm afraid for them to uh, sorry. And then again, I'm afraid for to have them explain it because then it'll turn into like Disco Elysium Studio, uh, the and their 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 split and the the litigation that's going on. <laughs> uh, if Dad's Game Review didn't interview us, we never would have saw each other's ideology, and we would be together making Disco Elysium Two. But no. <laughs> But the other thing is, I, I don't even need to know. Like, I, I hate it when writers are like, well, actually, it's about this, this, and this. I know, ruins it's, it for you. Yeah. It's, one of, it's one of the more irritating aspects of J.K. Rowling, because after she writes the books, she wouldn't stop shutting up. She wouldn't <laughs> shut up about, like, well, actually, this meant this, and this, Like, I don't need you to add on to this stuff. Just let, right. the, let the text speak for itself. Right, right. Oh. So I, um, Rusty Lake has like a cast of characters. We kind of see them recur, like you talked about the penguin and the tuxedo. Yeah. The crow in the, like the butler jacket from Rusty Lake Hotel shows up in this game. Did you right. see him in the in in uh, in Past Within? Which the yeah the the um the crow. The butler crow. Yeah, he always makes an appearance. Yeah, so he shows up in the mirror, and what was really funny is I got an achievement, which is like you know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Think of Rusty Lake Hotel because when I saw the crow, it was like, all right, time to kill some people. Uh, say that last sentence again. Somebody was proving their masculinity with 
their muscles. I hate them. They prove their masculinity because they're so strong and so <laughs> virile. And it reminds me of just how my car is electric and it can never make that sound. Yeah, I know. But the, the crow in Rusty Lake Hotel would give you the envelope of telling you like who you have to kill. And so when you see the crow in Past Within, and you get the achievement of you know what to do, if that's what it's called, it's very funny because it's like, oh, t- time to start killing again. <laughs> oh, my God. The um, other thing that was really fun about this one, Paul, was I got to play with you on this, yeah. which we never do. We usually just are kind of in our own little silos. And I gotta say, man, I don't know if you felt this way, but I had like, I had mad anxiety about that because it's like, all right, what what time can we play? Right. And and it's like, well, I'm I get off at work at this point. If you look at our text message records, it's just like, okay, now move that switch. Hang on, the the dog is barking. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh yeah, that's exactly what uh, that's exactly what happens because you. Because I was like, not only do we have to find time to play, we have to find time to play during the week together. Yeah. And that did definitely, you're right, it did give me a bit of anxiety because I didn't know when we were going to do that. But the beautiful thing about The Past Within is that you could do it over text. Now, because <clears throat> when you think online or co-op, right away you think multiplayer. But mm-hmm. that's not what this is. You're not connected to the other guy in any way. You just play it individually, but you got to play it at the same time. And it's basically rewarding you on the honor system because there are times where the game goes, did your player get to this, this, and this? <laughs> and you're like, yeah, 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 he did. So you can run through this with all the answers. I'm sure somebody compiled something online, probably bigger, a bigger outfit than us, like IGN or Polyon, <laughs> and they compiled how to complete the game in full without yeah. a partner. But you're ruining the experience. You are. You are. I don't see why somebody would want to do that, you know, unless they've played video games for the first time in their life. And I don't know. I don't know what scenario why you would want to. Maybe just to get to the end. But I can imagine a scenario. Like, if you recall back in the, in the 80s when you gave me your giant stash of Commodore 64 games, <laughs> there would be a bunch of games that I would just play that I have no context for and just try to get through it. And the thing about Pass Within is if you came into this cold just playing as a single player, right. you can you can technically brute force every puzzle. And sort and of. but you can, but you're it's just you're randomly pushing buttons until you yeah, get success. That's true. Um, so that's not fun, but you could do it. There is a puzzle that we'll talk about that we did brute force. You brute forced it and I brute forced it. Yeah. I think I mean I don't know if the teeth was something you had to tell me about. But, the teeth um, was what I had to tell you about. Oh, okay, yeah. but I brute forced that one then. Yeah. Uh, basically because it was like um, you selected a tooth and the matching tooth would also get selected. And mm-hmm. so basically you went, um, basically you went, you know, through the teeth until the one tooth you needed fell out. Right, you so, just keep kind of memorizing the pattern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love this game, to be honest with you. I love the creativity. I love everything about it. Uh, I think... Unless you have anything else to say, we should do the good, bad, and the ugly. 
Um, yeah, we could. I mean, I loved it too. I, I loved starting the game in the future. The box is really cool because it's like all it's all 1980s futuristic with floppy disks and stuff. The and steampunk box that I got. You get the hilarious. you got the steampunk box in the past. I love the future box. It is just <clears throat> it's gray. It's steel. You know, it has. I do yeah. have something to add. I'm sorry, I cut you off. Again. You know, please. This is a this was a big game for us. I really enjoyed it, and I think we're just gushing. But you got to also experience it too. Yeah, you do. You do. I mean, I have to give it to the Rusty Lake Studios because all of their games so far have been flat. You know what I mean by flat, right? Like they just no, totally. been. And it's not anything technical. Like nobody uses this term. Like flat, like Paper Mario. Everything's been flat. You know, you go screen, oh, I, screen and there's no depth to anything. So I have to give it to Rusty Lake because the cubes had to have been that that was definitely um, a step forward for them because the cubes you got to rotate it and they were in three D, which was very impressive because uh, if you ever played the room, John? Yes. Uh, that is what the cube reminded me of. You, you yes. just spun it like the room. And I was very impressed that Rusty Lake went in that direction and they didn't just keep like a static thing going. So it was, I enjoyed this game so much. I can't even, I can't even say how much I enjoyed this game. Yeah. So it, it, it's, it's, it is kind of cool because the, um, the boxes are following the Rusty Lake art style, but they're doing sort of that cell shaded Borderlands style. It looks very right. borderlands Yeah, to me. yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. But in a good way. And, uh, yeah, I, I, the idea of, of a, being your past and future selves working together to get your dad back from the dead <laughs> is such a... I still, this, this game is turning into a silent hill for me. I'm, I'm not 100% as to what's going on in each game. Well, here's the thing. Like, the, 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 the scariest moment of the game, and this is also important, this game is far less disturbing than other Rusty Lake games. So if you're looking for like a starter or a step into the Rusty Lake universe, it's not a bad place to start, especially with, with younger kids. It's got yeah. blood in it. It's got some kind of weird gross-out stuff. But if your kid has watched like Adam's Family or Nightmare Before Christmas or Coraline, they're going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, she's watched Coraline, so she's fine. <laughs> If your kids watch Coraline and I move before Christmas, they're going to be fine. He really is. He that. must I be this tall to ride. Yeah, I, I always see Michael J. Fox. I don't know why. I just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, but let's, yeah. let's do the good, the bad, and the ugly on this. Let's do it. Kids, we've reached the part of the. Uh, oh, sorry, I pressed the wrong soundboard thing. Hey guys, don't laugh. We're doing important things. Here. This is the part of the, this is the part of the show where we do the good, the bad, and the ugly of the game, The Pass Within by Rusty Lake. Uh, you know, you already heard all of our goods. I mean, the game is great. It's very innovative. It's very uh, straightforward. It's very strict, and it doesn't pull any punches as far as. Um, like what you need to do. The puzzles are... I wouldn't recommend starting with this game. You have to get used to Rusty Lake. Uh, plus, you also have to have a partner. And that partner could be in the same room, which is unique. Um, 
text or on Skype. But uh, yeah, I just I loved it. I love this rendition. I love the price. It was two ninety nine. Mm-hmm. It's only about two and a half hours of gameplay. Uh, so or ten if you if you want to stretch it out. But <clears throat> I, there's nothing I I there's so many goods to this I can't even compile. What what do you think? The story is great. I'm I'm going to amend what I said before as saying this is a good entry to Rusty Lake. You're right. My daughter enjoyed this game because she had played Hotel and because she had watched me play uh, White Door. Right. And so she already kind of had a, like a little taste of the weirdness of Rusty Lake. Yeah. The the story is, is surpri- without spoiling it, it is surprisingly wholesome for Rusty Lake. <laughs> Especially the end. There's a, there, I think so. There's a warmth about it. And it's Was not it the corpse in your living room? <laughs> It's the it, I like how it ended. There is th- there was this moment when I played it with my daughter, where both of us were just like, "Whoa, hmm. this is cool." Wow. And and in playing it in the same room with someone definitely is kind of exciting. Not that it wasn't exciting that when we played it together. Right. The price point is good. I think it ranges between two to three dollars, depending on whether or not it's on sale. Right. And so you're basically paying six dollars, so you can have it two people playing it it's it's really a fun experience and the online or the re- lack the fact that it isn't online makes it feel like a magic trick because it's just <laughs> like you're you're basically in two different escape rooms working together right to get each other out of the other escape exactly room. like you're on walkie talkies or something you're like yeah i see something over here <laughs> that looks a little bit like an egg it's it's a really creative, unique aspect of the Rusty Lake series. It's definitely not the in, it's not like a traditional Rusty Lake game, but it's a great one. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's it's really it's really good. The bads that I will say about this game, the only bad that I will say is that I wish it was more online. Like, I wish that there was a way for me to connect with you, like via chat in the game. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that would have taken like a whole other year of programming just to get it out. But it would have been cooler to have more detail into the game. Like maybe you could draw something. Maybe they give you a pad that only you could see. Oh, that's or cool. Something like that, you know, like something along those lines. Like, cause or like you're drawing something on the window, but the other person sees it backwards. backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, see, here's the thing is that these are great things, but, uh, you know, the programming that goes into it behind it, now you're delaying the game years and um, and is it going to be worth it for two ninety nine for the company? So now, but also, I, that's the only bad. The bad is I I would rather have seen them go deeper into the multiplayer because it's not like the technology doesn't exist where they're like we can't do that. Well, they lever <laughs> they they use Discord and they kind of established that at the beginning of the game. You can right. use a Discord server. Yeah, and to me, that kind of felt like a cop out. But yeah, we're a little nice, bit. Paul. These younger kids, they're always on Discord. Yep. So it's it's kind of more of a natural extension of their life. That, that felt like a cop-out to me, but at the same time, I like the fact that it's sort of asynchronous. Yeah. It makes it feel more magical that way. Where oh, okay. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. No, it did. It, it forces you to communicate with somebody else in the room. But whether it texts or whether it on the phone, you know, mm-hmm. it still forces you to communicate with somebody else and to help each other, which I enjoyed. 
And and honestly, the other downside you could say is that it doesn't really replay very well because you need another person in there. There's there's only really two game modes, which is you can play past or future, and then you can either play the butterfly or the bee, which are just the same game, slightly different puzzles. Right, 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 right. Um, John was pointing at his crotch when he said that. Uh, just so yeah, you know. yes, that's a. I mean, <laughs> there's indisputable. <laughs> the bird or the bee. Anyway, <clears throat> sorry. I uh, <laughs> I have the I have uh, I'm gonna say an ugly, but the mm-hmm. ugly is for me. Okay. The ugly is getting together with said person, like finding the time. Now I'm not talking about a single guy and a single other guy or a person or whatever. Um, I'm talking about like dads who have kids. <laughs> I'm sorry. It sounded like, well, the ugly is, you know, just trying to find someone that you have a good connection with. And, uh, <laughs> if you don't have friends, this game is really hard. You mean like their description? With somebody you deem trustworthy. <laughs> you mean not uh, not skinny one-two Joe on the corner? That's right. Can't right. be him. Can't be uh, Jimmy Bag of Donuts. Has to be somebody <laughs> trustworthy. Jimmy Bag of Donuts. Um... That's the only bad. The bad is on me. I mean, the ugly. The ugly is on me. Is actually finding somebody and then finding the time. The That's ugly. The only thing that I find ugly, but the ugly is on me, not on Rusty Lake. It's a matter of finding the time to actually do it. Well, as I've stated um, on several episodes in the past, I I always see the ugly as the most subjective part of it that I didn't like, and the partnership thing is a big part of it. There are puzzles that really require you to be in sync the the blood one that we did paul yeah, that blood puzzle with the different symbols yeah yeah that was ridiculously hard that was. because we were asynchronous and i brute forced the puzzle i did with, too I, and I you had, had to brute force it too yeah i played the game again i had to use the daughter. notepad and write down like okay. that's what i ended up doing the second time around yeah and even still i was brute forcing it yeah and, and my daughter was in the room with me because she wasn't able to, and this is also a communication thing, where she's like, okay, I guess it's an S. And I'm like, what, what, what is, is it an S or is it, a, is it a line? Oh, no, it's a line. I'm like, no, clearly it's not because it keeps it keeps resetting. Yeah, yeah. And uh, But that that particular puzzle is a really hard puzzle to do right. in, in an asynchronous game because you have to, and there's a timer as well where it will stop if you don't finish it in time. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, it's... It definitely, it definitely gave you time to think and pause. And the funny thing was, was that a lot of the times when we play games and I feel like I have to get it out just to know what I'm talking about for the show, mm-hmm. this one didn't feel like a chore. I felt drawn in when I was playing with you. I felt drawn into this thing. And I was sitting on my bed like with the same pile of, of clothes that needed to be folded for like an hour and a half. Just sitting there, so enveloped. It was like, whoa, I'm folding clothes. Uh, you see that one pair of socks over there? There you go. You're welcome. I, uh, <laughs> Did you have the moment where everything kind of became the past within? Because I was also working, trying to, like, and then texting you when I had breaks. Right. And so, like, when I'm texting, like, messaging people at work, I'm, I'm being very descriptive. Like I was in the past within where I'm like, all right, you're going to need to go to this website. On the corner, there's going to be a button. Right-click inspect then could control f and then i was like i was like i'm i'm bringing the past within into my my life because i'm becoming very descriptive john says that rusty lake 
forces you to mansplain everything. Ah, you That's heard it here, froze, folks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> man, this is this is egg on my face. This yeah, is a real yeah, yeah. one that's gonna, gonna be a media me outburst and a Twitter whatever you know, yeah. craziness. Um, I there was some gaming news that I wanted to bring up that I was uh, not a hundred percent on. Uh, they were ah, damn it again. My uh, brain has failed me, John. My brain has failed me. You mean the release of the new uh, starter evolutions for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet? Is that the gaming news, Paul? Because that's that's the big spoiler that I'm trying to avoid. No. No! Uh, <laughs> big Pokemon it, Paul fan. It was a big to-do this week on video games, and I can't remember. Well, God of War is out, Ragnarok, which I hear is beyond stunning. However... Uh, also stunning is the $70 price it is. <laughs> yeah, they're advertising that on my PS4. So that's going to wait a little bit. Uh, that's probably going to be a Christmas item for me. So you probably won't hear anything from me about that for a while. Uh, also, um, you know, it was so good too, and I had it in my head, and we didn't talk about it pre-show, and uh, I, you know... It's okay, Paul. Uh, while you're looking that up, I can talk about uh, my friend modded my my old uh, Nintendo 2DS right. and put a whole bunch of retro games wow. on it. Wow. It's a really nice present. And uh, and so he's just like, how do you like it? How do you like it? How do you like it? <laughs> I'm like, it's good. It's good. Great. What are you playing on? And I'm like, well, I'm playing the, like, the Sega remastered games on the GBA emulator <laughs> and playing Outrun. And right. having a good time playing Outrun again, and being like an old nerd. That game was great. I love Outrun. And the woman would beat you when you crashed. Like, she's yeah, like, what? she what was worried about like a fractured skull or anything, flipping over ten times. She was still in her seat, no seatbelt. She was mm-hmm. like pounding on you, like, you fucking loser. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a very specific fantasy. Yeah. And. And it's, and it's funny, too, because it's like, well, of course you're like an idiot driving a car that's too fast that you don't actually know how to drive, and you're going to run into the walls and watch your car beautifully flip up in the air and just keep spinning, and then you crash, and you're completely unscathed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> happened. Oh, man. But, um, oh, so one thing that uh, the Silent Hill series is coming back out, but I think we talked about that last week. But now I can't remember. It was something so controversial. Was it that uh, Disco Elysium 2 is in development? Maybe. Uh, but There's some, there's some there's drama some, there, right? Yeah, but there's some... I, I don't have the full story, so I'm not going to go into detail because I don't want to sound like an idiot. However, something happened with some different beliefs and ideologies between the writers, and they split the people who wrote most of the... Uh, the person who wrote most of the dialogue to uh, Disco Elysium has left the company is now suing them so uh, for wrongful termination. Uh, which is sad, because it was such a good game, and I'm sure they all enjoyed making it. And, you know, a lot of times these small studios, I don't know if they're small, but a lot of times studios, it's just like a family. You, know, you get into these fights and these different thoughts on, uh, like with your brother and sister, that's mm-hmm. just what it's like, and you get into these spats. But now it's turned litigious, in modern day, and uh, now everybody wants to be paid because they were offended. And look, maybe it was something bigger than that. I don't want to dismiss what was said, so I don't know. Uh, but 
on that it is note. Sad. <laughs> it is sad. On that note, what are we playing next week, John? Well, next week, Paul. Wrong drum. Can do a little swapping. Swap. We're playing the swapper. <laughs> the swapper is the name of the next game that we're going to play. It's on sale uh, on PlayStation, but you can play it on Steam. You can play it on uh, Xbox, or you can play it on Switch and PlayStation Five or Four, rather. Um, and it's as of this recording on uh, November twelfth. It is only a dollar forty nine. So when I looked at it online, John, and I saw mm-hmm. this, and I was like, a dollar forty nine. And I booted it up the trailer. I was like, mm-hmm. "This looks amazing." <laughs> nice. That's that's six quarters, basically. That's great. Yeah, yeah, that's about six quarters. Huh? Yeah. All right. So, so game developers, if you want to be on Dad's game review, you need to shoot between the one to four dollar level, because that's really <laughs> the sweet spot. For us. That seems to be where we're going, folks. Cheap Dad's game review. Yeah, because that's what it is. Dads are cheap. It's like, oh, seventy dollars for Ragnarok? Are you kidding me? Why don't you play the swap? It's just as good. Your dad never said that. He would always be so excited that he bought Pac-Man for sixty bucks for the twenty-six hundred. Yeah, well, he also loved getting deals because I have a ton of old uh, Nintendo Entertainment System games that he bought from Blockbuster for cheap. Oh wow. Yeah, he's like, well, how about this game, uh, Madden 1996? Yeah. Why don't we get that? It's only $2. <laughs> I'm not going to play a football game. Yeah, but it's $2. I'm not going to play a football game. Uh, I mean, I'll do it for you. It's a gift. No, 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 but it's a waste. I'm not going to play it. All right. <laughs> Very sweet. Fine, be that way. Yeah. You know, it's just like that, that, like, you know, that, that ending to every... To every um, to every every parent's disgust. Just like, yeah. all right, fine, be that way. You know, just like I. That's all I remember is my dad, my my sister going to my dad, convincing him to get cable. Yeah. In the house, mm-hmm. and my dad being very verbal <laughs> about mm-hmm. it. <laughs> It'll be a cold day in hell before I pay for television. That was that. Yep. You know, <laughs> which actually is how I found out that I was my dad later, probably about 30 years later, when Satellite Radio came out. And mm-hmm. I said the same exact thing, John, in my car. It would be yep. cold in hell before I pay for radio. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, my God, I am my dad. I... <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. All right, let's get out of here. All right, have a good day, everybody. We'll enough. see you next week. Yes, with the Swapper. Oh, yeah. if you have anything to say, reach us at Dad's Game Review on Twitter. While we're still on there and not overtaken by blue check marks or whatever the hell's going on with Elon Musk. Yeah, whatever that is. Because yeah. we might have to find another way to communicate. I don't know. You know. Yeah, I think we're going back to, to MySpace, kids. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> Friendster. Friendster. Yeah. I loved Friendster. I was, you? I was, yeah, I it was, was like so the ColecoVision. Weird. It was like the weird one. Yeah, yeah, it didn't yeah. take off. But uh, at Dad's Game Review, where, where can they reach you, John? At John Everson D twenty on Twitter for now, and I am not blue checked. I I just it's, remember eight dollars too yeah. much for me. I don't think that I don't think that's actually a thing. I think that they were thinking about it and uh, and they didn't go through with it. No, Paul. It lasted for a good solid minute. Did, Did you see the Eli Lilly thing where there's someone used the blue check on Eli Lilly and they were like, "Yeah, we're bringing the cost of insulin down to three dollars." <laughs> 
and and then and then Elon Musk is like, no, 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 actually, insulin has to cost that much money because blah, 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 blah. And he just got completely owned where it's like, no, the insulin's been around for 100 years. They sold the patent for a dollar. There's no reason to be price couching it. <laughs> oh, they lost billions of dollars. Elon, Elon reminds me of like, Elon reminds me of a very smart Donald Trump. He can't shut up. He can't just sit there and not spread his opinion. But he's very, very smart, so it's hard to, like, debate anything, you know? Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. the guy invented PayPal, so... <laughs> yeah. It's uh, funny. Oh, gosh. This is turning into an Elon session, but... Yeah, whatever. Is he, yeah. I, I'm, I'm a fan of his because, I don't know, he makes cool cars. I mean, I'm sure if I got to know more about him, I'd be like, this guy is an ass... You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I keep, uh, you know, I got too much going on in my life that I keep things at arm's length most of the time. That's good. My it's politics, good. everything. You know, only yeah. Like, the less you know about Elon, probably the better for your own mental health, Paul. I, so that would be good. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. All right, see you guys. All right, I'll talk to you soon. See Later, you, buddy. John.